everyone, and welcome to episode 177 of the Savvy Girls Podcast. This is Melanie, and I am podcasting from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. So anyway, uh, it's been a while. Here we are. We're back. I'm back. Um, so sit back, take your knitting sticks, and maybe work on my shawl so it will be done in time for Ryan back. Anyway, here we go. Sit back and enjoy the show. And I say, hey, I was in Edmonton a while ago, and let's just say things are pretty dire. Aside from seeing Savvy Mom and the best bird the world has ever seen, going to Edmonton is not the most scintillating thing for me at the moment. So I was in Edmonton watching my life bleed away, essentially, when I was chatting with Ron from Buffalo Wool online. And Ron mentioned, I was saying, Ron, I need to do something. I am so bored. I wish we could all just go on a road trip. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to be at Stitches in Irving, Texas. You should come. You should come. That's what he said. And so I, I said, I, what? Sure. And I found some work down there that took care of the ticket. I went down to Irving and I spent a lovely time at Stitches, Texas, Stitches South. And it was a small event. It was small because the hurricanes had just happened in Florida and in Houston. And I think that that XRX, I think that the Stitches event dealt with it in a really classy way. They did fundraising for the different people affected. There was an auction there. It was mentioned so many times. It's just, it was such a special event. It was, it was almost like a family reunion. I got to see some listeners. I got to see my former billet from Utah when I spoke there. I, what else? I got to see Ron. Ron is always fun and his, his Buffalo products are so nice. And I got to see Ben from XRX and I haven't seen him for years since Last Stitches South we went to in Atlanta. So it was so nice to see him. He put on an amazing event and I even had time to do some interviews. So here they are. It ranges from listeners to a young man who is a knitter and here the, the whole show is interviews. So enjoy. Here is Stitches, Texas. Stars at night are big and bright Deep in the heart of Texas The prairie sky is wide and high Deep in the heart of Texas Here we are in Dallas, in Irving, and who are you, Carolyn? Uh, my name is <laughs> Carolyn, and I'm traveling here from Salt Lake City, Utah, because I've got a family member living nearby, and I wanted to come to Te Stitches, Texas. And I met you. I stayed with you when I was singing with the Knitting Guild in Utah. Yes. That was so much fun. So it was great running into you. We literally ran to each other on mm -hmm. the aisle. We did. Um, yes. Our Knitting Guild sponsored Melanie to come give a talk on um, knitting history in the United States. And now you're here. We meet again in Dallas. Yes. yes. So what did so you buy? Her, what did you uh, buy here? I, First, you're wearing, sorry, you're wearing knitting. Who are you wearing? Okay, I'm wearing the Stephen West Rockefeller shawl, which I had to change the design a little bit because my gauge was super high, like it always does, so I don't <laughs> have the wings. So I made it into a capelet instead of uh, the original design, but I'm very happy with it. It's very a, nice. Get a lot of nice compliments. I love it. It's sort yes. of... Pumpkin colored. It's yeah. basically fall. fall. You're wearing fall. Fall colors. Yes. And what did you buy? Let's see. So far, 
My intent was to uh, shop local and support the vendors of Texas. And so far, I've bought things from people who do not live in Texas. Oh, but you know, still lovely. it's good to have goals. They're still lovely. <laughs> so, okay, this this is, they're all very thin weight. Yep, yep. This looks uh, like lace weight. drawn to the colors. So I've got sort of an original, uh, it's called an alley cat, and it's because... Um, Sort of like one-off, one-of-a-kind, experimental. So it's sort of black, magenta, lime, shocking green, which I like, and, and some black. And where's Alley Cat based? I did um, look at their booth, but where are they from? Um, they're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. So that's sort of kind of close to Utah-ish. Yeah. Well, I also, Ish. because I found out they were from Utah, I asked them some questions because I travel with college friends who try to go to a new location maybe every two years Mm -hmm. so I just recently thought about Milwaukee because we drink a lot (laughs) oh like in Milwaukee or or at well we drink anywhere oh you drink a lot on your trip oh right okay you drink a lot Milwaukee is probably known for their beers whiskeys and and you know so and do they recommend it Yes, yes, they gave nice. me some recommendations of places to go. So you never know who you're going to meet here. Well, clearly, and, uh, yeah. you never know. So what is the other thing you bought? It's purple. Okay, this is from people from California, and I figured um, I picked a color that would, you know, highlight my alley cat yarn. Right? So this would be a base Plummy. color. It's plum color, and the alley cat has that, and it has other colors, too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So did you meet all your goals thus far? Um Almost, yes. Since you and I are standing on the last aisle, I've made my nice. rounds once. Now I have to run back and and decide where to really spend the money. Yeah, I'm debating buying a shawl. Uh-huh. A shawl. Buying a pre-made No, 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 but buying buying it. It's not a kit, but buying the things I need to make a shawl. Yeah. Well, so, this is a place to be. I know. Definitely it is. Well, good luck. Mm-hmm. And how long are you in Texas before you go back ah, to Utah? Yeah, until tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, so uh, I'm allowed to spend one day at knitting, and the rest of the time is family time. Fair enough. Good for you for escaping them for knitting. Yes. Because <laughs> knitting is your family. Right. 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 Sage and bloom is like perfume Deep in the heart of Texas Reminds me of the one I love Deep in the heart of Texas I've got to say, Zane, your needles are very high quality. I'm <laughs> just saying, those are good needles. They're mine. <laughs> ah. So what are your favorite colors to knit? Mm, blue and speckled, really. Speckled's fun because you never know what's going to happen, yeah. right? So what are you knitting now? I'm knitting a cowl for my brother. Really? That is some, How big is his head? Well, that, I guess it'll fit because it's bigger than it looks. Yeah. Nice. So how many things have you knit? This is my first object, I think. Nice. And how do you feel being at a yarn fair? There's so much yarn. Yes, Did there's you, a lot of yarn. Is there any yarn you just really loved or yeah. hated? Well, there's um, two yarns at, uh, or there's a few yarns that I liked um, at, um, uh, what was the name? Uh, Twisted Out? Yeah, Twisted Out. And um, the, it was just like super soft and I liked the colors. Amazing. Well, I hope you come to lots more yarn fairs. Thank you. Thanks. And wow, how far did you have to come to come here? 30 minutes. Okay, that's not so bad. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Zaid, and enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. The coyotes wail along the trail Deep in the heart of Texas The rabbits rush around the brush in the heart of Texas. So here I am with Marla. 
Marla is a knitter, I think. And a spinner. And a spinner. And a weaver. All those things. So Just, just small portable limbs, you know, not big things. So tell me about, you're living in the South. You're a knitter in the South. I'm a knitter in the South. Oh, well, that's a good thing because you're from North. You don't realize lots of things that happen here. Like Nothing. So we knit small things. Or we knit things looser, like my one of my favorite things is to knit fingering weight on a 6 or a 7, which I'm sure you don't really use in Canada. No, because we need to keep the wind out and the body warmth in. Yes, and what yes. we're trying to do is just make a beautiful thing with our yarn and that's not too hot because if it's really hot, we'll only get to wear it once a year, maybe twice a year. Right. Except for in air-conditioned buildings, we do know always carry a shawl at all times. At all times. So this is August. Uh, it's not August now, but in August, you know, it might be 95 to 105 outside. Mm-hmm. And it will be 70 or 60 or perhaps 57 inside a building. Why? Why would someone do that? Because it's very hot outside and they assume that when you go in, you will want it to be, you know, cooler. And then on average, you'll be comfortable. But really what happens is most of my friends keep a set of fingerless mitts at their desk and wear them in the summer when the air conditioning's on. Right. And um, so that's definitely something we knit a lot of shawls for that reason. Uh, socks are popular. And we don't knit, you know, with a lot of really bulky, heavy yarns. I've noticed that at this show. There's a yes. lot. Of, most there's, things, there's very little worsted weight at this show in general. very little worsted weight. And we'll do worsted. I mean, you can still wear like a, a, the bamboo worsted. From, mm-hmm. he, from Fiber Lady. Love that. It's, it's a great Texas thing. But, you know, it's not like we wear a mohair and alpaca right. worsted weight sweater. It would, last year it would not have gotten worn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, um, in the South, what we do is um, we turn the air conditioning on in our house and turn on the fireplace at, around Christmas because then it looks nice. Okay. And we roll our convertible tops down and just turn the heat on a little bit, like in April. Okay. You guys are still in snow. We're like, oh, it's sunny. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that, that's part of a little bit different about living in the South and all of our fiber has to be comfortable. But yeah, we have alpacas here and we spin all those things. So lots of fun. And what has been your favorite part of the show here? <clears throat> this show, let's see. You know, I I think one of my favorite things about this show is that they've expanded. And they're sewing and embroidery along with knitting and spinning and weaving. And that's important to me as a textile artist because I've been sewing since I was five. So Mm -hmm. for a really long time. (laughs) And um, I love that that's starting to all come together in one show. Instead of having to go lots of different places. I agree. Yeah. It's a fun thing. Do you have any advice advice for if you're coming to the South and want a yarn experience? Uh, come during DFW Yarn Crawl. So Dallas-Fort Worth, DFW. The DFW. Yeah, it's called the DFW Yarn Crawl. Um, we bring in artists from all over the place, and um, there are prizes at every shop. Or come down for the DFW Fiber Fest in the spring. Um, <clears throat> teachers... At the same caliber as this, but a lot more local indies. Nice. It's, kind of, it's got a real, it's got a very definite Texas flavor, and, a, and we don't have all the really big people who come from other places. Cool. You know, we do have our locals, but you know where our locals are? Fiber Lady, Buffalo Wool, those are local for us. That's true, that's yeah. true. And so, um, 
it's a lot of fun and it's a great experience. It's one of the it's one of the largest uh, fiber festivals in the nation that's independent. Fair enough. It it's great. I'm yeah. I wish I were coming to it. <laughs> but Maybe we'll be inviting you one year. I would love to come, but all of you guys should come. So come to the south. Yes. Up to a Texan. It's just like his hand. You don't feel complete if you ain't got that. A truck is a marker, part of the plan. It says you're grown up, that says you're a man. If you live in the north, you can drive us a damn. But if you live in Texas, and you ain't got no truck, so here I am with Just Maddie and the Maddie of the Just Maddie. <laughs> this is Jessica and her little daughter Maddie, who's shy but might be not shy after a while. So, what's up? Okay, we're in Texas and you're a knitter. Tell me what it's like to be a knitter in Texas where it's really hot. Um, you just kind of knit for the office and you kind of have seasonal knitting where you knit a little bit more when it's colder in winter and then in the summer you just take kind of breaks or at least that's how it works for me. And how do you feel having a mom who's a knitter? Great. Really? Does she knit things for you? Uh-huh. What are, her, what are your favorite things she's knit for you? Scarves. What color? Rainbow. Wow. I have a rainbow one that my mom knitted. And do you put things your mom knit in the dryer? No. <laughs> no, because that will ruin them. Do you ever spill ketchup on things your mom knit? Have you? No. No? No. So you're a very you're a very good knitting daughter then, right? Do you eat her yarn? Ugh. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. In kindergarten, she used to cut it up. <gasps> oh, no. The good yarn? The good yarn. Oh, no. And what happened? That was on a work in progress. And one day I went to take it out, and I was like, oh, it's um, it's cut from the ball. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't seem sorry. Were you sorry? <laughs> yes. Yes, kind of. <laughs> kind of. So where do you, what do you do for yarn here? What do you do? You're, I've never been to Texas. It's Texas. Well, there are a lot of local yarn shops, and you buy stuff online, and if people are going places that have yarny goodness, you're like, hey, I'm going to give you money so you can go into this place and get me yarn. And do you see people knitting in public here? Is this a thing? Yes. was out to lunch the other day, and there was someone in the restaurant knitting. I was like, we're all over the place. Like zombies. It is. Yeah. Do you think knitters eat brains? Yeah. No. So, what is your what is your favorite kind of yarn? The one from sheep. That is very sensible. <laughs> and do you get to see a lot of sheep here? No. 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 Hmm. Anyway, so if you both had advice to knitters, if you, this is your experts, I suppose. So if you had advice to knitters, what advice would you give from a t- wise Texans? What would your advice be? Keep the yarn away from the kindergartner. 
fair enough. And what does the kindergartner say? Please, can I just touch the yarn? <laughs> I had this truck. I'm talking to Becky. So Becky, what is it you're selling? They're really fascinating. Okay, my husband is a wood turner and he found a kit to make a combination seam ripper and a stiletto. It's amazing. He makes the wooden handles, but your tools pull out and flip around and become their own caps. So you never lose your little plastic tops off of these things. And you They're don't stab yourself. Tool. Don't stab yourself when you reach in the bag to get it. Won't poke a hole in your bag when you're traveling. Right. But they've got a nice heft to them. They really feel good in the hand. Most quilters and sewers, all they have to do is hold these in their hand and they're sold. They love them. They are absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And then the other product we have is a seven-piece crochet kit. comes in its own little box. You pick out one handle, a wooden-turned handle. Mm -hmm. Most of the handles are made out of Ozark wood from southwest Missouri. And then you get six interchangeable hooks, C, D, E, F, G, and H. All your hooks fit into your handle. When you're done for the night, you can rotate your handle 180 degrees, close it up, and put it in the box with the others. And that way it doesn't get damaged. That's right. It doesn't get damaged. And you'll remember which hook you're using. It'll be the one that's in the handle. So where are you guys from? We live in southwest Missouri, down in the Ozarks, very close to Springfield, Missouri. Nice. I've always wanted to go to Missouri. It's because it's a state. Laura Ingalls Wilder lived there. I want to go to Rocky Ridge and see it <laughs> so badly. There, Mountain Mountain uh, Grove is the town where they have yeah. her museum and house. I want. I, yeah, it's for years. I've been trying to figure out a way to get there. So one day. Yeah. And what is it like there? Life is very easygoing mm-hmm. down in Missouri. We're we're here in uh, the Dallas area and the traffic is making us pull out our hair oh, the traffic is awful it i mean it's really awful. it's awful by people any estimation are more, people are laid back take it nice and slow now my husband is from new york he's the wood turner he really enjoys turning and after moving to missouri it took him about a year to decompress after being in new york and things life slowed down a little bit and it's much more relaxing and did he ever think he would be a, a make crochet hook maker is no absolutely not. i mean a six-year-old rich could look at himself now and yes. say this is what you do would he think is amazing it, he really enjoys it in the car and who am I with? My name is Jen Atkinson. And you know how your mom says never to go with strangers? I found a stranger. And they don't really get much stranger than me so her mom is probably rolling around in terror because yeah, stranger. Stranger stranger. danger. So this is a knitter. 
<laughs> and um, I have basically hitched a ride with the knitter to Austin, Texas. So this is this is the best adventure ever. So, all right, we met at Stitches, sort of. Sort of. I haven't really met you. No, um, we actually kind of met through uh, Ron at the Buffalo Wool Company. Buffalo Ron. Um, because he was chatting with another friend of mine and said, so I have a friend who needs a ride and can you help? And my friend Lisa was like, normally I would say yes, but, um, I have to go to Albuquerque to pick up a cat. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Cause doesn't everybody go to Albuquerque, Albuquerque to pick up their cat. And so she said, but I have another friend. Hang on. So she goes like running across the convention hall and grabs me and my husband who is in a different car actually and was like can you give this person a ride and I was like yeah sure I mean it's 20 minutes past my house going south and yeah I can totally give her a ride so now I have Melanie in the van with me and we're driving through Dallas I can see the golf ball in front of us there's a giant golf ball guys yeah it's it's what it's called it's probably the most distinctive um, part of the Dallas skyline. Anytime you see a picture of the Dallas skyline, you see what we call the golf ball. And there's actually a restaurant up there. It's a decent restaurant. I've never seen a picture of the Dallas skyline. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I barely knew it was in Texas, but now I do. <laughs> now I do. So, yay. Super. I didn't know you had a skyline. I thought it was horses. Um, well, they're not quite tall enough to register on the skyline. Good point. But we do have a lot of horses, even here in Dallas. So what this whole thing begs the question, did you bring two cars in case you filled them with yarn? <laughs> um, John would probably say yes, of course, <laughs> but the truth is nowhere near that interesting. I actually took Friday off work so that I could come down and take a couple of classes and hang out with my friends. And he had to work on Friday, but wanted to come and hang out or come up, I guess. Yeah. We're, are we North? Yeah, we're North. Don't Maine. know. My direction sense is all weird. But um, he just wanted to come out and hang out and meet my friends. So that's why we ended up with two vehicles. Okay, truck, can I, can I move over, sweetheart? It's not a, I swear it's not a joke. It's not a joke, guy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. Okay, good. So, so was, this his, was this your first Stitches? No, this was actually my second. My first one was Stitches Midwest a couple of years ago. But it was kind of a truncated Stitches experience because my friend... Denise, uh, we went to the Chicago Yarn Crawl, which is, holy cow, amazing. And Stitches Midwest was going on at the same time, so we wrapped up our yarn crawl on Sunday and hit the marketplace for like two and a half hours, which was not enough time. So this is actually technically my second Stitches. But your first full-on Stitches. But my first full Stitches where I got to take a couple of classes, and I got to hang out at the marketplace, and just do the whole... Holy shit, this is a lot of yarn. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you cuss on your podcast. Oh. So. I'm oh, yes. Like, Uh-oh. No, yeah, probably you should, but I do. Okay. I mean, come on. It's, you know, as long as there's not, like, three-year-olds listening, although they... I mean, we'll take care. who we can get. Yeah. But, um, yes. So, yeah, but this was my first... Holy cow, I get to take classes. And um, I actually got to take two classes on Friday. With whom? Um, I took a... Who did you take? I took a knit a square, create a cuddly creature class with Nikki Epstein and a morphing a Mobius class with, I want to say, oh, Candace Strick, I think her name is. Uh, she's a really cool designer. She's out of the, the Northeast. And so, you know, the, the creating a cuddly creature was, was pretty straightforward, but it was cool about, you know, section off the square and, you know, make little legs and stuff the body and make a little head and 
whatnot. And so that was a really fun class. But the Morphing the Mobius class was really neat because one, I've never knitted a Mobius. And this was basically, it's, it's a slightly different cast on from, from what I understand that the normal Mobius cast on is. And then she also talked about binding off some of the stitches to create live stitches to begin a shawl. So you kind of have a shawl and then you have a band in front that is your, that, that has the Mobius twist in it so that your shawl stays on your shoulders and doesn't like slide off the back. So she had some really gorgeous examples and, um, I mean, like she's got some patterns on Rav, but it was just really cool because I got to learn this neat cast on and it's a Mobius. So there's a twist and there's math, I'm sure. And so I don't really get into that much, but it was really neat. Very neat. I've never taken a class there, but I've um, talked to a lot of people who have, so and they've loved them. It, it was really fun, and it was neat to, like in the knit the the creature, the knit a square, make a cuddly creature class. Um, you know, everybody was making something slightly different. There was a woman who was basically doing little stuffed portraits of her Yorkie and her Persian cat. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and they were adorable. They were the cutest things ever. She, she knit them. Um, she knit her squares with the the furry the fantasy fur yarn so it it looked real yeah she had these two little stuffed dogs and i have a part yorkie mutt terrier and so she's kind of got the yorkie build she doesn't have the coloring and i was like oh that's perfect it looks kind of like my dog but not really but it was just absolutely adorable and there was one woman did you steal it no oh i'm sorry We we could be well we could be thelma and louising wasn't that in Texas? It was, Well, I think it started in Texas, and then they went off the Grand Canyon. Spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie... I think everyone's seen the okay, movie. Okay, good. If not, hopefully they've seen the end. Can I be Susan Sarandon then? Yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, Gina Davis was prettier, but Susan Sarandon was better. So. Okay, and I'm totally okay with being Gina Davis, because I like her. Okay. So, yeah. Don't, well, let's do this. We're Thelma and Louise now. We just need to break a law. Uh, yeah, although we do have to go to work tomorrow, so can we just, like, skip the driving off the Grand Canyon part? Well, I don't know. Where's... Okay, there's the Grand Canyon. It's a ways. It's a drive. It's in Texas. Out of no, it's in Arizona. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Canadian. We would have to leave Texas, and it's 13 hours just to get out of the state. We could go to New Orleans instead. I would say, yeah, New Orleans would be a better. Let's. We could do Thelma and Louise go to New Orleans. Yeah, and don't drive off the edge of the Grand Canyon. I mean, there's no Grand Canyon. I don't think in New Orleans, as far as I know. Anyway, yeah, I I think we should skip the Grand Canyon. Also. The drinks are better in New Orleans and cheaper. So you didn't yeah. you didn't steal the Yorkie? I didn't, and I didn't steal her Persian cat either. She was a venerable, um, you know, she was a venerable Southern matron from I think Mississippi or somewhere with a with a beautiful that that gorgeous stereotypical Southern accent that you hear at you know in movies. And I figured that if I tried to steal her Yorkie, she would probably shank me. And not break a nail doing it because venerable southern matrons can do that. With a mint julep in one hand. Exactly. And never once, you know, rumple her blouse or mess up her pearls. I do declare. Exactly. Yeah. So I really figured I'd just let her have the Yorkie. Fair enough. I'll show she made also it. her dog. You well, know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also that. So You're so generous. I, I try. <laughs> but, and there was a woman who had knitted a much smaller square out of a really fine wool. And she was doing a dove. And I'm not entirely sure how you made a dove and how she made the dove because I, I wasn't following her directions. But she was going to make a Christmas present and it was going to be this gorgeous cream colored dove. Somebody else made a frog. Wow. I think there was a polar bear. It was, it was really. What did you make? 
I made a bunny. Oh, right. You told you said that. You made a bunny. Yes. Did you name the bunny? Uh, the bunny's name is just Bunny because... So um, creative as for a knitter. It, wow. It wow. really is. I... I realize that it's an unusual name and probably difficult to pronounce, but people will get over that. And not that descriptive of, of, of no, it. No, not no. at all. I mean, you know, if, if you come across something named Bunny, you, you don't really expect a bunny. So, no. Yeah, that was my thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was amazing. So, okay, two classes, <laughs> two classes, yes. and then you hit the marketplace. Oh, I did. And um, if you listen, if, if we're quiet and the road noise were a little less, you could probably hear my credit card weeping gently. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So what did you, I, I didn't, I'll tell you what I bought after. I didn't buy a lot. What did you buy? Um, I bought, so let's see. I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to go in, in what I remember. Sure. Um, I bought a bag from Erin Lane, who, if you do not know, she has uh, Larry she's got she's basically she has a bunch of prints that she designed and they're all sheep doing various things I bought a project bag with Star Wars sheep and I think they're called I think they're called her sheeple line but I have a, a Star Wars uh, sheeple project bag that I got from her and I also got a, a DPN kit a DPN case rather that's in again the Star Wars sheeple and then she also has one that we bought for a friend of ours uh, named Cindy, who was going to be here, but unfortunately, uh, Harvey, the bastard that he is, ruined her plans. Her house was flooded, so she oh, couldn't be here. At least it's still here, but flooded. Yes. I mean, geez. Yeah. And the thing that sucks is they had just moved back in like three months ago because their house had been gutted the last time it flooded. Oh. So yeah, it was just crappy all over. But so we bought her a bag from Erin Lane, and it's her foul mouth Larry bag. Okay. And basically, it's it's Larry. Larry is a sheep, and it just says, well, shit. Nice. It's, it's an adorable, it's a, it's a really soft blue print with this adorable, fluffy, foul-mouthed sheep on it. So we got that, and, and I picked up a couple of bags. Um, I also picked up some project bags from, I think it's Rhinestones in Texas. And she does a lot of uh, geek-themed bags. So she's got Avengers. She's got Doctor Who. I picked up a Wonder Woman fabric bag, and I picked up uh, a Hufflepuff bag, because Hufflepuff pride, I don't care what anybody says, we're an awesome house, so just shut up. So as an aside, how do you know you're a Hufflepuff? So I got sorted into Hufflepuff um, on the Pottermore website, and just kind of, it, it's, it's just one of those silly things that I did, and the longer I've done it, the more I've realized, yeah, I really am a Hufflepuff, because, you know, I'm... I'm a helper. I like to help people out. And I like, like driving to Austin, say. Yeah, totally. It's right. This is a very Hufflepuff thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, except that we don't have any cookies, so I'm kind of falling down as a Hufflepuff that way. But we're going to do Whataburger, so we'll get a cookie there. Um, and so, and then I got, um, I think, I, what else did I pick up? Um, I picked up some yarn from 100 Ravens. So, and if you have not met Kate and her adorable wife, you are totally missing out. And I'm so sorry, Kate, I can't remember your wife's name because I suck with names. Just give and, her a nickname. Uh, Kate's adorable wife. That's too long. It can be an acronym. Caw. Uh, Caw. Caw. Because Kate's adorable wife, although and Kate is probably raven. with the K, and a raven. No, but that's okay. So, okay. but Kate and Caw, her, her wife, are absolutely wonderful people, and they do, I don't know if you've, if you've ever stopped by the booth, but 100 Ravens Yarn, they do... Um, a lot of different, they have some beautiful bases, and then they dye all their bases, these are phenomenal colors, and they have a bunch of dragon colors right now. Wow. So they've got, like, Night Fury from How to Train Your Dragon, Toothless was a Night Fury, um, so it's this purpley black, 
and they've got um, Luck Dragon, like Felcor, uh, from Neverending Story, and it's this beautiful pastel colorway, uh, cream and like pale blue and yellow. It's just gorgeous. And then they've got a ton of other dragons, and it's it's any type of dragon that you can think of. If they don't have it, you can write to them and say, "Hey, here's the name of a dragon. Here's a." picture of the dragon, can you do a colorway? And wow. Custom dye, yeah. I'm going to get um, a set of sock, their sock base, which I can't remember the name of it, but they have a sock base, and my husband is a huge fan, well, we both are, a huge fan of the Temeraire series, um, which is basically the Napoleonic War with dragons. Okay. And it's phenomenal, but... Um, they don't have a colorway for it. They don't have, they don't have a Temeraire, Temeraire colorway. So I'm going to send them a picture of Temeraire and they're going to dye me some. And then I'm going to buy some pair of socks. Wow. Yeah. And then let's see where else. Um, Shaky K, I picked up some yarn for my mom. So my mom just started uh, crocheting again after a break. So, oh, hey, hi, mom. Hi, mom. Um, also my mom. <laughs> hi, mom and my mom. Hi, mom and my mom. Um, and so I picked her up some silk and linen thread for her to make a shawl. So, cause she's been, she just started crocheting again. So she's been kind of experimenting, but she's been using some, uh, some really, they're good locally available yarns, like at Hobby Lobby and Joanne and Michael's. So they're a good, like yarn for her to practice with, but I haven't, she hasn't really gotten into the gateway yarns right? where, you know, you start getting into the higher end fiber and whatnot. And I just thought it would be fun. So I picked her up a couple of skeins, um, up a silken linen from Shaky K. And Shaky K, I want to give a huge shout out to Shaky K because they actually, we were putting together a gift basket for Cindy, who's our friend who couldn't be here. And when the, the owner of Shaky K found out that we were putting together a gift bag for someone who had been affected by Hurricane Harvey, she donated the yarn to us. And Isn't this, that sweet? Oh, it's amazing. And it's this beautiful silk and wool blend that is the color of broken in blue jeans. And it's Cindy's favorite color. So that's what she did. Now you have um, to give it to her, though. Now you can't, oh no, keep, you can't keep it. I know. And it is in its little bag. And I really hope that Cindy gets... Well, I don't know if Cindy's going to hear this, but hope she gets the bag before she She will, because this. this will be a couple weeks. Okay, good, because otherwise I'm totally going to spoil the present. No, no, um, it'll be a couple weeks. Oh, good. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, but she donated the yarn. So that was amazing. And um, so I went to Shaky K, and I got some for my mom. We got some for Cindy. Then uh, Stunning String Studio, who... Um, for one thing, they had pens with pink ink, and pink is my favorite color, so they automatically get some points for me there. But they also have an absolutely stunning selection of colors, and they have all these kits. And the coolest part is that if you like the pattern, and you like the beads, or you like the yarn, but you don't like the beads, or you like the beads, but don't like the yarn, they'll switch out any of their colors on the same base, so yeah, they were lovely. By the oh, way, as people, I, I sat with them. At, I was at the dinner and I sat at their table, and they were so nice. They basically, I also picked up a thing for their yarn club, and I think I'm going to do that because they do four shawls a year, and they're doing an Orient Express theme this year. And um, he showed me their little envelope and their samples and everything else, and it's just it's beautifully put together. Nice, which just blew my mind. I well, mean, based on all their other kits. Oh yeah. And then I picked up a kit from them because my husband, who is an enabler, who does not knit, has zero interest in ever learning to knit, but thinks it's cool that I do, saw this absolutely gorgeous cabled triangular shawl with cables. And he pointed it out, and so I bought that because, yeah. Um, and it's this beautiful berry. So myself and, and three other friends got it, 
and we're all going to do a shawl along thing. So we did that. Um, I also stopped by the Stephen B. Uh, booth, excuse me, and I picked up three skeins from them. A couple of them are hedgehog, and one of them I think is in the deep QC, and they're absolutely stunning, but my mom's going <laughs> to, because I kind of conned her into it, um, I ran into the woman who designed the Wonder Woman shawl on Ravel. Oh, from the Dallas Knit people. There's, yes. She's. I'm actually going to do a test knit for her. She, oh, how exciting! I, I know she's lovely. You know, you, you know that new shawl she had out the blue and green one. They was called um, Blue Bonnet. It's called Blue Bonnet. I am going to test knit that. I hope. Oh, I, I mean, I told her I was. She asked, uh, so now it has to happen because yes. I said it publicly. So she's yes. running around with her Wonder Woman, Wonder shawl. Woman shawl. Yeah, and um, she was she was with another woman who had crocheted. She's a knit and a crochet version. And my mom's been kind of like, well, if I made you something, would you wear it? Well, yeah, of course I would. But here's a crochet pattern. So I bought yarn, and I don't wear a lot of red. So I asked the designer, I said, can I make it in another color? And she, her exact quote, and I Facebooked it because I just think it's awesome, was, there is no wrong way to Wonder Woman. So nice, which I totally agree with, and I think it's amazing. <laughs> so my shawl is going to be—it's um, like a vibrant, really vibrant fuchsia up on top, and then the W is going to be done in this really gorgeous gray with um, purple and pink speckles. Wow! And then the bottom is going to be done in this amazing, just absolutely brilliant, rich purple. And you bought this gray with speckles, or is this the dream yes. you've had? No, it actually exists. It, it exists. Okay, okay, good. Okay, you know, I've got the yarn. And uh, so I'm going to send it to my mom, and I, I think my mom's a little nervous, but I totally think she can do it. She can so, do it. Yeah. Go mom. Go mom. And my mom's a crocheter too, so go my mom. Yeah. Yes. And so that, I picked okay. that up at the, at the Stephen B. booth. Um, I got... Retirement's overrated anyway. What else did you buy? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, I was at 100 Ravens, and I bought some gorgeous, squishy... Or, well, my husband bought it for me, because it's, it's called Diana Prince. I think I bought something else at 100 Ravens, but I didn't dig around. Um, but that was kind of, I think that was the last of the big time spenders there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but it was just, it was amazing. And if nothing else, I really enjoyed the marketplace just to walk around and see all of the things that other people wanted to put out for sale. Right. Just because, you know, just because I don't do brioche, which there was actually a There brioche. were a lot of people doing brioche there. I was surprised because it's, it's extra gorgeous. knitting people. Don't you realize it's double the knitting for one thing. But it's so pretty. Uh, oh it my is. Goodness. It is pretty. It's so and, much extra knitting people. Yeah. And then um, I was in the booth for was it two guys knitting? Was it the one in the middle? I think so. Okay. There was a, a really thin gentleman with glasses. Yeah. And then a taller gentleman, blonde gentleman. Yeah, they're married. Oh, are they? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Well, they're adorable. And it's funny because the, the, the leading men, um, two guys, and then there's like two men or something. There's, there's yeah, three, there are two. There's three of them, actually. Really? And they're all evidently within an hour of each other. Oh. Like near Chicago. It, okay. It's amazing. But I'm just excited because that means that Chicago, there's enough yarny stuff going on to support three businesses. And plus, however many other knitting stores are there. It's a good point. So I just thought it was really cool. But he, they had a pair of um, stranded knitted mittens and gloves. And he came, like, 
this close to talking me into buying a book on these amazing color work mittens. Um, and he had done a pair of gloves and they had kind of pointed fingers and they had this stunning rose motif on the back of the hand. And they were just gorgeous. And they, I guess they really kind of specialize in the Nordic mitts. And so they had a couple of those and they had some books on um, the, the, the color work gloves and they had some with like these amazing over-the-knee socks that I might knit John at some point in my life, but it's not going to be anytime soon because I'm pretty sure they would take forever. Right. But they were really stunning. And it was really cool because um, I said it was the, the thinner gentleman with the glasses was just incredibly encouraging. He was like, it's just one stitch at a time. You can <laughs> do it. And, and it was just... Wait, can I just buy you also and you can come with me? Can I huh? just take you home oh, and I know, then right. you you'll only encourage me while I knit? Yeah, I'm going to take you home and then you can encourage me while we knit. And then when I'm done, I'll pack you up and send you home. Yeah. Um, but it was just really fun because everybody was just... You know, it was never a, oh, this is really hard and it took me a long time. And, and granted, I'm of the opinion that we really shouldn't dismiss how much of a skill knitting is, especially intricate knitting or brioche or double knit or whatever. But it was really cool for him to say, no, really, this is something you can learn. And yeah, maybe you're not like, cause I'm not a terribly technical knitter. I enjoy it. In fact, that's one of the reasons I bought the kit at Stunning String was so that I can learn to do cables because it's a relatively easy, it's a two twist. It's not like, you know, 15 cables that all do this funky dance in the middle of a Right, but sweater. as long as your counting is right or you use stitch markers, that's it's it's, it's easy and standard. You're exactly. just you're just putting two behind or three behind or three in front. Right, and so that's I'm, I'm really encouraged. But it was just really neat because even when I said you know I'm I'm not that great a knitter. I've only I've, I've been knitting for I think four years, so I'm better than I used to be. But I'm not as good as front, you know, as people who've been knitting for a decade or whatever. Right, and some people see knitting in a different way. I mean, they actually see. They can look at a thing and see it in numbers, and it's not how I oh, see it. Oh, yeah. Things, my my friend Denise is that way. She's an engineer. And right. she just she's an amazing technical knitter, and she just makes the most gorgeous stuff. And her knitting is all, you know, beautiful and tight, and she does these tiny... I mean, she knitted what, um, a reliquary purse that was done on four-aught needles with silk thread. And I've, I've only ever seen pictures of it, and it's stunning because it's color work. And I would probably have drunk myself into a stupor, but this is just, it's, it's natural for her. And I'm, and I'm just amazed to know somebody like that, but it, it's just so cool to go to these places and say, Oh my God, that looks really neat. And have someone immediately say, I can, you know, you can do this. It's fun. And I'm so excited to show you. And I think that that's probably one of the best parts about going to, to an event like this is just that everybody is just thrilled to death. One, that you're there. And two, that you're interested in whatever they're doing or selling or their patterns or their kids. And they're just very encouraging. And I just think that's a very, very cool aspect of a knitting festival or, a, or stitches or whatever. I agree. I did a bit of shopping too. I, what did you get? I had planned to buy one skein of yarn. <laughs> um, basically, that was my plan. Actually, I had planned to buy nothing. And then I bought... And then I bought... Okay, I bought some bunny socks for a friend so that uh -huh. she likes squirrels and they have squirrels on them. 
so they have squirrels. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, I'm not usually someone for things with words on them, but I think it's. I think she'll she'll like it. I think it's good for her. Um, and then I got. I spent. There was a shawl at the same. I think the booth you were talking about with the two yep. guys. Yep. And I kept visiting it lots, and I was thinking, okay, it's beautiful shawl. It's two whole skeins, but on the other hand, it's not six whole skeins, so it 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 is anyway. And it's not lace weight. And I thought, okay, I really want to make this shawl. It was called the Glastonbury Thorn Shawl. And I thought, okay, um, it's beautiful. I bought the two skeins of yarn, but my needles were the wrong size. So then I had to buy size six needles. And then, oh no, there's beads. So I had to buy beads. And then I had to buy a crochet hook to put the beads on. It's my first crochet hook ever. I know, a dark side, crochet side of life and so really this one skein of yarn to make into a little project while I'm traveling turned into basically a whole room full of knitting things and also so much for saving money because no one needs I mean it's one thing getting Abby Addy turbo needles nobody needs an Addy crochet stick and yet I have one well you know good tools are important it's just for beading or but stabbing still, it might be but, for stabbing well it depends on how irritated you get right but. exactly so but, yeah but still good tools are important this is and that's actually kind of one of the things is that um, when I first started knitting, I bought a lot of crap yarn because right. I didn't want to spend a lot of money and, you know, and I bought kind of crappy needles. And finally, um, actually last year, one of my best friends, uh, Liz, flew down for the Hill Country Yarn Crawl, which is in October. And if you are in Central Texas and you want to see some of the prettiest scenery and some of the best yarn shops, you should totally come. Um, but she, she and John, my husband, like staged a yarn intervention and, you know, we kind of had this talk about, yes, good yarn is a little bit more expensive, but it's much more fun to work with. You get much more beautiful projects out of it and it's just, it's a better experience and you might as well spend the money on good yarn that you're actually going to knit instead of crap yarn that you think, oh, I'll knit something with this because it's a pretty color. And then you get to knitting it and, oh, crap, it's acrylic and it just feels like you're knitting with squeaky plastic and forget it. Essentially, you are knitting with squeaky, squeaky plastic, plastic, even if it's slightly disguised squeaky plastic. Yeah. I know, I know. And, and literally, some of my yarn was so acrylic, it did squeak. So I actually donated... I think it was four shopping bags. And I don't mean like the little plastic shopping bags. I mean like the big square, like reusable plastic shopping bags of yarn and needles and all of this stuff. And now most of my yarn fits in a two cubby bookshelf and it's all neatly labeled and all of that. So yeah. So it's a little bit more expensive for me to go yarn shopping now, but I also knit a lot more stuff because I have good I have good yarn. And you're also and paying for the hobby. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. be like going to buy going to buy a movie to go to a movie, mm-hmm. you know. So overall, your overall impression of stitches as an event? Oh, so awesome! If you were talking to the person who organized it, what would you tell him? Thank you. Um, this was one of the best weekends in my adult life. I got to get together with a bunch of people from literally all over the country, and I got to take classes from people who are recognized professionals. I got to shop some amazing vendors. I got to spend time immersed in a hobby with people that bring me an amazing amount of joy. I think that's a pretty good summary. It, I think so, and especially considering I um, I was activated with the Texas National Guard to go work Hurricane Harvey. So this was kind of my de-stress weekend. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I got home uh, last weekend. 
And, and what so, was it like when you, when did you go? Oh, when I was down there, when we went for two weeks, we got activated um, the Monday after it hit. And I was in Katy, Beaumont, Port Arthur, uh, where else? Vidor, Rose City, South Vidor, part of Houston, and one other place, and I can't remember what it is right now. But um, it was amazing. I got to see the absolute best of people. And it was, it was immensely... And this may sound a little sappy, but it was immensely comforting because especially here, you know, you turn on the TV and you see some stuff that's really distressing politically, socially, whatever. I turn on the TV and I see a lot of things that make me sad. And then I went to Houston and in the middle of some of the worst devastation that I've ever seen. And I worked I was, I was in the National Guard through the 2008 hurricane season, which is when Ike came ashore and pretty much wiped the Bolivar Peninsula off the map. So I, I've seen hurricanes before, but I've never seen anything quite like this. And in the middle of being in four feet of water and searching for people who needed to be rescued from their homes, I got to see some of the most amazing love that, that people have for each other, even when they don't know anybody. I mean, these guys... You know, they, you, you heard, I don't know how much you heard about it, but there was the, the, the Cajun Navy. And no, I haven't, I haven't, we were in Canada, so no. Okay, so basically, there were people that, that were not in Houston, that didn't know anybody in Houston, and they got in their trucks, and they put their boats on their trailers, and they drove in from Louisiana, and Colorado, and Oklahoma, and Arkansas, and every other, and, and I mean, there were people from California. They drove for sometimes days to bring their little bass boat to launch it into four feet of water to go rescue people they had never met before. Wow. And there are thousands of these people. And those, the folks that weren't in the water launching boats, they would come to park to the parking lots where the National Guard and the Coast Guard were staged and, and they would feed us and they would give us water and, and they would say, you know, what can we do for you? And so for like nine days, I, I, I slept in a mall, um, because it was closed because of the weather and every, what store, um, we just, we slept in the middle of the mall. It was the oh, Port Arthur mall. I probably wouldn't pick the Walmart. I'm just saying if you're given no, a choice. No, no, but, but and then like one night we slept at a Lowe's and nice. Yeah. And they came and they opened the building for us and they let us sleep in there. And it was nice cause that way we weren't sleeping outside, but but, you know, and there were people that did sleep in the parking lots. Some of the National Guard units slept in their parking lots. But, you know, you'd get up in the morning and you'd walk across the parking lot and there would be this church group or this barbecue restaurant that had rolled a trailer up, a smoker trailer, and were fixing breakfast tacos and coffee and, and were just handing them out to, to rescue workers and to first responders. And when you said, what can I do to, to repay you? They wouldn't take anything. All they would, all they, all they wanted was to, to take care of us because we were working to take care of other people. Wow. And it was amazing. It, it was some of the, it, it gives you hope that maybe we're not going to all tear each other apart and to see people just giving so freely of themselves to complete strangers was just absolutely heartwarming. And for me, 
it was hard. It, it was sad. There was, there, there were times when I would get back and I was tired and I was sunburned and I was bruised. And then I would walk over to this smoker trailer and I would get a, a plate of barbecue. You know, I'd get some brisket and some beans and some rolls that somebody made and a cup of tea and everything was better. And so to come off of that where, you know, I got to see this amazing amount of love and then to come spend a weekend doing something I love with people I care about and, and just learning and laughter and everything else, it, just, it was an amazing, amazing weekend to kind of cap off a really hard couple weeks. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you can also, I get a, I get a ride to Austin. Yes. That, that, that is Yay. helpful also. Yay. And I'm not, not to make light of your experience at all, but it does prove that in Texas, a smoker truck fixes everything. It really does. It really, I mean, we take it seriously. It just shows like Texas, you just gotta, yep. Just like, you know, when you're Jewish, like me, chicken soup. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I don't eat chicken. So that does, oh. I, that means I will probably die of a cold one day, but you know, it's the same smoker truck will fix it really does. Everything. Yeah. Yes. And, and I will tell you that when you come out, because I was um, I was with an engineer unit, and we were in little Zodiac boats running around pulling people out of water. Did you actually pull people out of water? Um, I didn't get a chance to. I, I pulled another soldier out of water because he got into chest deep water, and it was a little bit hard to get back in the boat, well, so we right. helped But you could have if you would needed to. Yeah. And, and this this unit, um, I mean, I didn't physically pull anybody in the boat, but we, I think, I think this unit, I think there were like around 600 people over the course of a couple of weeks and you know thousands and thousands of people got pulled out but it was cool because we'd get back and, and we'd been in water you know from hip down so you know, like the top of you is dry the bottom of you is like soaked and we'd get done and we'd go squelching over to this barbecue trailer and we'd get hot food and that was just absolutely awesome and yeah it did it fixes a lot of things good barbecue fixes a multitude of problems hmm. much for listening to episode 177 of the Savvy Girls podcast. If you'd like to reach me, I am at, oh dear, melanie at savvygirls.ca, I think, or just music at Melanie Gall, my regular email address. I definitely get email there. Also, Savvy Girls PCAST on Twitter. I am Melanie Presents on Twitter. Also, on Ravelry, on Facebook, basically everywhere. Yes, I should just write this down. Anyway, there will be another episode soon. The next episode is almost all edited, ready to go, so it will not be that long. And yes, until then, tend to your knitting, kitten.